0: The Lord, the God of Israel, there is no one like you in heaven above or on earth beneath who keeps covenant and loving kindness with your servants, who walk before you with all their heart, who has kept with your servant David, my father, that which you promised him. 1 Kings eight twenty-three and 24. Dear God, we want to see your glory. Thanks for teaching us more about this word today and what it means to give you all the glory. You really are so big, beautiful, and amazing. We praise you today for the love, power, and goodness to us. We're in awe of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids' Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code BLESSED. Solomon builds the temple of the Lord. In our last story, Solomon asked the Lord to give him wisdom to rule his people, and the Lord was pleased to do so. In this story, Solomon sets out to build a temple for the Lord, inspired by 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles.
0: Hey everyone, Julia Sadler here, Thanks for joining me today for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. In today's story, King Solomon and God's people are working hard and celebrating big. And it's all about God's temple. We will also talk about an important word and how it describes God.
1: So let's dive in and listen. In 20 years... Solomon built a palace for himself and a temple for God. The temple was the most important thing Solomon constructed. God had told Solomon's father, David, that David would have a son who would be king and that his son would build the temple. Solomon was king, and he was David's son. Now God was fulfilling His promise to David, and Solomon was fulfilling God's desires. When Solomon first announced he was building the temple, he told Hiram, the king of Tyre. King Hiram was a friend of Solomon's father, and Hiram had helped David build his palace. Solomon decided to build the temple because his kingdom had no enemies, and they were in a time of peace. Solomon asked King Hiram to send over materials and people to help build the temple. King Hiram was greatly pleased to hear that Solomon was building a temple for God, and he sent Solomon the supplies and people to help. Between the Israelites and the people Hiram sent to help, there were hundreds of thousands of people contributing to build the temple. Solomon began to build the temple during the fourth year of his reign. The temple was built at other sites, and when the pieces were completed, they were brought to the temple site. Then the pieces would be put together. When the temple was completed, it was magnificent. No stones could be seen inside the temple because it was covered entirely with cedar wood. The most important part of the temple was the place called the Most Holy Place, and inside was entirely covered in gold. Solomon had so many riches and gold as a king that even the tools and other pieces inside of the temple were pure gold. Once the temple was completed, King Solomon summoned all the elders, chiefs, priests, and leaders from all the tribes of Israel. The last piece Solomon needed for the new temple was the Ark of God. While the priests carried up the Ark of God, King Solomon and the other people sacrificed so much that they lost count. The Ark of God was placed in the Most Holy Place, a room covered in pure gold. When the priests left the Most Holy Place, a great cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The cloud was God's glory. His glory was so mighty that the priests could not perform their duties. After Solomon saw God's glory fill the temple like a cloud, he blessed the assembly of Israel and declared to them, Praise God! He has fulfilled his promise to my father David by giving me the throne and allowing us to construct the temple. Praise God! There was an altar, and at the altar Solomon spread out his hands to heaven. Solomon declared a prayer of dedication to God and said, There is no one like you, God. You fulfilled your promise. Nothing can contain you, God. God hears our prayers. Forgive us when we do wrong, and when we turn away from our sin, teach us the right way. When Solomon finished his prayer of dedication, he turned back to the assembly of Israel and praised God again. For two weeks, Israel had a festival, And when they finally went home, they were so joyful. The people were glad about what God had done for David, Solomon, and Israel. It took Solomon seven years to complete the temple and 13 years after the temple to build his palace. God appeared to Solomon again and reminded Solomon, as long as you follow me, your kingdom will stand. But if you disobey me, Your kingdom will fall. After that, Solomon continued to rule as the richest and wisest king to ever live.
0: Amazing. What a great day for Israel. But how did they get here? Remember when David wanted to build God a temple? A place where his presence would be and his people could worship him? God told David that it wasn't time yet, but that David's son would actually be the one to build the temple. And that time was now. Israel was in a place of peace with no fighting or enemies trying to destroy them. And God, like he always does, kept his promise to David. We heard today how hundreds of thousands of people brought supplies and helped build the temple. And when it was finished, it was quite a sight to see. You could even say it was spectacular to look at. But the most important part of the temple was what we call the most holy place, or the holy of holies. It was in that little room where God's glory will live. Glory, that's a word we hear a lot, but do we know what it really means? The Bible says that when God's glory filled the temple as a great cloud, it was so powerful that the priests couldn't even do their jobs. It's like everyone froze in awe and amazement. The word glory actually means worthy of praise. It feels big, beautiful, and just amazing to see is something that captures your attention and makes you feel wonderful inside. Now God's glory, that's a whole other story. God's glory is so big and awesome that it's hard to describe in words. His glory is really his character, who he is, and his incredible love that can sometimes overwhelm us. But the fullness of God's glory is something you won't experience until you get to heaven one day. And when you do, you won't believe how amazing it is. When Solomon blessed the people and dedicated the temple to the Lord, he was sure to remind everyone of God's glory. He reminded the people that this was not about the king, or the people, or David, or anyone else but God alone. Even though Solomon was the one who organized and built the temple with lots of help, he knew that God deserved all the glory. That's something we should never forget. Sometimes in life, it's easy to want glory for yourself. If you score the winning goal, receive loud applause for your solo, or get a super great report card, it's easy to think it's all because of you. But in those times, remember King Solomon. He was the wisest and the richest king of all time. Yet he stopped to tell everyone that it was nothing he had done. It was all because of God. As today's story ends, I just love the picture of Solomon spreading his hands to heaven at the altar and saying with great passion, There is no one like you God. Can you just see it? And after all that excitement, no wonder Israel wanted to have a party for two whole weeks. They were so joyful and grateful to God for keeping his promise. When we focus on God and the fact that he is right here with us, we find joy. Solomon then built his palace and God once again whispered a very important reminder to the king. As long as you follow me, your kingdom will stand. Thanks for listening today. Don't miss next time to hear what's happening when Solomon gets a little too popular and steps out of God's big giant umbrella. You'll see what I mean. And don't forget, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. If this podcast brought you joy and seems like a valuable tool for kids and parents alike, don't hesitate to share it with someone you care about. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible One Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today.